0: Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. Hello. Don't exactly know how to start this because this is definitely the first time I've done this. Um... You know what? Let me start with a question. How many of you in here are afraid? Or just have fear in your lives? Think about, what, try and think about what that exact fear of is. Because you're going to be naming it later. I'd also like to start with my testimony. Without it, I would not be up here singing. So a couple years ago at camp, the youth were doing a service. They're doing the songs. They were practicing, and Nathaniel was going to be one of the singers, but he had lost his voice. So they all came to me and asked if I could sing, knowing that. I had a good voice that's the one thing that I would never think about doing at that point point. and of course my answer was no because I was afraid after continuously saying no Becky comes up to me and says should I get your dad the second those words came from her <laughs> mouth I left but that's what fear will do. The second my fear heard that he was coming, it knew that's it. Once he comes, that's it. I'm done. So he came up to me and talked to me like this. You can choose to follow the devil, or you can choose to follow him you can choose to fear and follow the devil or you can choose to go up there and sing and do what god has called you to do and the first thing fear told me is he doesn't care about you why is he saying this to you he doesn't love you and because of those things fear was saying to me i started crying And. Then after that, I start thinking and I'm like, why should you say this to me? I know he loves me. He came to me out of love, not out of condemnation. He didn't come to tell me, you shouldn't be doing this. You should be up there. Go up there. no matter. You, you don't have a choice. He gave me a choice. He told me, I can choose to sing and I, or I can choose to sit in my seat and be afraid. After thinking about that, I said, no, I'm, not, I'm not, going to, not going to follow the devil. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to do what he has told me to do. So I went up there and sung, and now I'm here. <laughs> and if there's one thing we need to know is that fear is a liar. Whatever he tells you is not true. He'll make you think it's true, but it's not. He came, my dad came to me with love. And it says in 1 John 4:18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Fears torment. Fear will come in your life and tell you you're not enough, tell you, sit back down, you can't do anything. It'll make you feel powerless. Until you confront the fear and take responsibility and realize that that fear is not good it won't stop tormenting you. It won't stop telling you lies. And because he came to me with love, the fear tried to go against that because it knew by him coming to me and by him loving me, he's gone. And after that, because he came to me, its power left. And at that point, I had a choice. It was fear or God. Fear or love. Second Timothy seven tells us, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Fear should not be a part of our lives. God did not give it to us. We were not created to fear. We were created to love. We were created to follow him. And fear tries to tell us not to do that. Fear takes control over us, makes us feel powerless. Strips away the love, the power, and our ability to choose. Or so we think. If we choose to follow fear instead of God, then at that point, fear has control of us and fear gets to tell us what to do. So don't fear. Fear is an evil spirit coming to take over your life. And as it says, the devil only comes to steal, kill and destroy So when that fear comes in, first takes control of you, then destroys everything you believe about God, including takes away the love and later will kill you. Fear will tell you, you are not enough. Why are you even standing here? Why are, what, what purpose do you have on this earth? You can't do anything. And so eventually, because of that fear, you will eventually probably kill yourself if you let it take control over you. So you need to get rid of that fear. Even the smallest fear, like fear of the dark, can lead up to something bigger, to where you won't even put your foot on the ground when it's dark. You won't do anything. Because fear has strapped you into that bed so that you can't get up.
1: So I don't know where I'm going to go now. <laughs> uh, I just, yeah. Uh, when he was talking about, when I came to him to talk to him, uh, you know, as his father, I, I had a choice too to make, right? To shame him and to come, up, come and grab the microphone and talk and, and, and you know, force my way in. Right, and I learned that day too. That if he doesn't do that to me, why should I do that to my son? Right. right? Why should I? Why should I? Why should I do that out of punishment? Why should I uh, uh, threaten him to do it? Right? Why should I? Why should I? Why should I? Why should I, uh, why should I force him to do something that you know he's not he's not ready for? Uh, and I, I have done that. I confess, I have done that. I have forced that, not only him but my daughter too, and you know, other people in my life, because I believe all of us have, in some so, some measure, measurement, have done that to someone. You know, try to strike them with fear, with with threaten. You know, I believe that we all have come short in that. You know, but at that moment, God gave me. You know, a little bit of wisdom. And and son, look at me and treat your son the way I treat you. Say to your son what I'm telling you. I never force you to do anything. And I have the power. I have the authority. I have everything. I made it all in all. Everyone and everything that you see it's made by me, and I never force any one of you to do anything. I never force you to do nothing. Why should you do that to your son? You know, so I went there, and I, I literally, I nailed before him, I said, I, I, I said those words, I said, son, I I explained to him, just as he did, and I said, I love you, and I will leave you with the choice. You can, it's exactly those words that he said, you can serve your fear, you can serve the devil, and and quit and stop right here and be stuck or you can serve god and do what he's exactly what he called you to do and i said it doesn't matter what you choose i love you it won't change nothing It won't change any feeling that i have for you and i walk away and the next thing i know he was he came popping and all excited i'm going to sing and this is what he said i'm going to kick the devil's butt today <laughs> yeah and that is exactly what he's been doing and today we saw you know a proof he did something today that we never seen before you know he grabbed the microphone like he owned it you know this is mine and i'm going to do this and you know and it, uh, man it's, it's it's wonderful it's wonderful to see the seeds that we planted right because those are seeds right guys that came that came from within and we keep seeing this right it has to come from within. It has come from us. It has come from our house. right? When we gather together here, it's, we are out to put on display the work that we are doing in our homes. When we gather here, it's to elevate each other, to uplift each other, and to see what God has been doing in our life during the other six days that we are not here. Some of us get together in the middle of the week, too, but that's what it is. right? Not coming here and hear a good word. No, coming here and bring something to share, too. And a demonstrator of the power and the glory that has been placed upon your lives on a daily basis. Right? Yeah. So now I'm gonna to try to pick up myself in here and see what, what I can do now, because it came undone. But uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, share part of my testimony to, with fear. You know, it's, it's uh, um, what's the word? It's uh, ironic right? We were talking about fear today and in the middle of the week we have a, we had a holidays that its purpose is to strike fear on us. We think it's a joke. I don't think so. I thought of it but it's not, right? If the Bible has over, I believe, I researched today has like at least 365 words, or, um, a passage in the Bible that talks about fear not, and we're celebrating a holiday that's all about fear, right? So now we have to undo what has been done in the middle of the week, right? Because it says in the Bible, 365 verses, fear not. Why are we playing with fear? It's not a joke, right? Tell us not to fear. Tell us not to engage. Tell us not to serve. And we choose to, right? If, this is a, if the Bible is our manual, and we ought to follow it, right? That's, that's why the humanity is... It's not falling apart because I don't believe it. I believe we, we will serve. We are serving a God that will overcome everything and anyone. So it's, it's not falling apart because the, we know the end and we win at the end. Right? But we ought to fight. We ought to engage the fight. Right? We ought to not serve this world, we ought to be a light of the world. Right? Not be partakers of what they're doing. I'm, I'm sorry, but that. that's, my, that's my intake, That's my opinion. And I, I don't judge anybody who's still in there because two years ago, I was there. So I, I'm saying this out of love and the compassion. If you're still there, I'm not judging you. If you don't see what we see now, where I'm coming from, it's not out of judgment, it's out of love. And, and that came out of what we did when we stepped out of that. That's the fruit of you stepping out of that kind of uh, uh, situation, a kind of uh, lifestyle, right? So um, I'm going to give you a little bit of my testimony in fear, too. When he mentioned, I actually talked to Dan about it this morning, I had, when he mentioned not stepping ground in the dark, that was me. Just imagine a 40-year-old man getting out of the bed, and run into the bathroom in the middle of the night. Like, with that thought that something's going to grab my feet while I, you know, while I step but Like, something's going to come under my bed and grab my feet. And, like, come on. You're 40, and you still have that. That is the power of the thing that we play with. Right? That's the power of fear. It's something significant. And I, I, to be honest, I didn't even know where that came from until I begin to think about it right? So when I was young, around I believe like three, four, five years old, I don't remember exactly, but I do remember this after, after learning about it, which I'm going to mention here, but after learning about what it is, I've been learning how to go back and research those memories to why, how this got into my life, how I became so afraid of the dark, how I became so afraid of stepping my own ground I mean I know what is underneath my bed, it's like maybe some books, shoes, you know, dirt or whatever that is. But why I'm afraid of to step in the middle of the night. So I begin to look, you know, my so I this memory came to my mind. My sister, one of my older sisters, she used to put lockers inside of my mom's bedroom, me and my nephew, which is only a year older than me, or younger than me, and she used to lay on the ground and a pitch black room and as and it's make some weird noise and as we got afraid we stepped out of the bed to go to open the door and she grabbed our ankles and our legs and and we run to the bathroom again, to the bath again. so back and forth back and forth we screamed so loud until my mom come and open the door now there we have it for, uh, 35 years later it's the same spirit that got inside of me that day it was with me for another 35 years so that's not a joke, right? So recently, a couple of years ago, we learned what it was there. I, I came to realize what it was there. Now I'm going to, to share my testimony in the fruit of, of recognizing, right? Because we, we ought to recognize what it is. Because how can we get rid of something if you don't even know it's there? So you need to recognize where it comes from, and what it is, and call what it is, right? We need to recognize that. So uh, we, we, went to, we, take, we went to Georgia to a retreat, and we learned a lot about that over there. But I'm not going to that. I'm just going to, you know, share my testimony and just a little bit about it. But um, we learned a lot about it, and we learned how to identify those things. Sometimes we call feelings, but they're not feelings. They're spirits. Right? And the Bible says, it call, call for what it is. Because we, we masquerade as feelings. We masquerade as, you know, uh, how I, you know, whatever you can name of. But they're not feelings. They're spirits. They only will go when you, break, when you recognize and break agreement with them. When you said, I know who you are, and I'm taking authority over you, and I'm breaking... The agreement that I have over you, and I repent for serving you, and you gotta go because when you uncover that, when you take an authority, responsibility for what have you have you done, and then you will not have authority over you anymore. I share. Uh, I'm not gonna do that because I don't want you guys going to go and look by share. I watched a movie, and I um, most of you, I don't know, some of you are gonna, you're going to know but this is BC, right? So. It was this battle. I actually, talk, I was talking to Keegan. There was this battle, a uh, rap battle, right? So this guy comes. The first time that he went there, his, his friend, probably some of you are going to know what I'm talking about. But forget about it. Anyways, he, the first time he went to the battle, right, he was so afraid he'd throw up. He, when he grabbed and, and before, throw up in his clothes and stuff like that. And then he went to the, into, uh, uh, to the battle. He stepped into the pulpit to sing. He was so scared. The other guy ripped him apart, and no one, one word came out of his mouth. He left the stage that day quietly, right? A few weeks, whatever that passed by, he came back. His friends told him to come back, right? And then he came back. Same, the fear kicked in, the same thing. But he, you know, he didn't say those words, but you can you can see, you can see that he decided no matter what, I'm going to step it in, I'm going to face that. So he went, two songs, final. He faced the same guy as the, the previous time, right? But listen what he did. He confessed. He picked himself apart. He exposed himself, right? I have this, this, this. you're going to sing to me about this. And obviously it's not a... Christian movie, he picked the other guy apart too. You know, so but at the end, that's what he did. Now, tell everybody what they do not know about me. Right? So he recognized, he confessed, took authority, and said, what you got now? Because I exposed everything that is in me. I exposed, I exposed my flaws. I exposed everything that you could use against me. All my fears is right. All the, not mine because it's not yours. But he exposed the fears. Right? And the devil got nothing on you anymore. After you confess, after you take responsibility, you face that, right? He breaks the power over you. Right? He only has power as long as you are afraid, as long as you you're holding that back, as long as you, you don't expose him, you don't speak, you know, you don't take authority. but after you do that, done. And guess what happened to the other guy? Left without a word. That's what fear will do when we engage, when we take responsibility, when we face it, when we, we, we speak it. That's power there, right? So I do not even know, I shouldn't even say that, but I felt like, but that's there. But let me go back, let me give you my testimony now, right? I, I grew up with, with, with asthma, bronchitis. By the grace of God, I'm still here because I remember I went through rough times like today. I had a one prop to bring, and I forgot. Um, today, you have an, an asthma attack, right? You have an inhaler. Back then, I have an eye. My mom had to keep an eye on me so I won't die. That was my inhaler, literally. Because so nights after nights, she couldn't sleep. I didn't know that. You know, I, was, I wasn't asleep. I didn't know that she wasn't asleep either, because to me, she was asleep or night. I literally, if I fall asleep, I would die. It happened to me over here too, when Keegan was born. I spent two nights without sleep. If I fall asleep, if I, uh, I would die. I didn't have any inhaler here. It was like, we, we were just recently married. I know I didn't know nothing. So if I fall asleep, I would die. So I didn't, right? So I spent my entire childhood and, 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 and uh, adolescent uh, youth, you know, and adult life suffering with asthma. You know, I used to go to the environment that would know, have dust, asthma attack. Water, temper, like, water, that is, I'm going to, to do that too, like, um, change of weather, asthma attack. And then, lately, it was getting a little worse, but she just didn't know. Right before I go to bed, I used to just, because she knows, you know, it's not good Moses, for you to be using that yet, that you're going to get it, you know, you, your immune system is not going to be built up. I know all that, you know, so I just, you know what I did? I started using it without, without her seeing so, right before bed, I knew like when I used to have that little tight in my chest, I would just took a puff and went to bed. Nope. So, it, it, was, it went from once a month, twice a month, every week, right? And, and it was just in the, I, I, my environment of work, it, I deal with a lot of chemicals. So, it was just getting worse, right? So, one day we went, we went to, to Lake George right? We were spending time, spending the day there with friends and, and, and family. I dove in the water, right? And I, uh, uh, I don't know, two minutes after I was in the water, right, I felt coming. And I was like, oh, I know where this is. I better go back to the boat. And my friend, and the boat started drift away, and my friend goes, Moses, can you pick my, bring my daughter to me? Because, you know, the boat's drifting away. We gotta get close to the boat. And it was like, in my mind, it was like, we would drown, both of us, if I get a hold of her. But so I decided, you know, like I got, I, I got, you know, she's a, a kid, but she had a life jacket, I didn't. So in my mind, it, this is what play: I'm going to grab her, but I'm going to grab by the string that it was attached to her uh, life jacket. And that way, they would have something to break us apart if I panic and start to go down, so I won't drown her. That's exactly what I did. I started to bring her with me with the string. So I handed her to her dad, and I look at the boat. It's like it was. Getting close, but I didn't have any breath in me anymore, so I began it backwards. And you know, you just started panic. So I got close to the boat, I jumped, tried to grab something in the boat to, to get a hold of it. And it was those cylinders underneath you know, those boat pantufa, what is it called? Pantufa, whatever that is. It was nothing for me to grab on, so I hit the cylinder and I started going down and then up and down. Up and down. And then at that moment, I didn't even know what was going on. She told me she was going underneath of me, trying to lift me up. And, and you know, everybody went panic. But finally, somebody, I was right by the boat. Finally, somebody in the boat had, like, a, you know, a, the light went on. He grabbed the paddling thing and, and he gave it to me. And I grabbed that for dear life, man. I, like, I, when I took it up, my hand off it was like it dented. You know, when you're scared. But that, then I, that was it, right? So got out, but you know what? I didn't stop that day swimming, because I said, I've I, I been that before. So in my mind, it's like, I've got to jump in the water, because otherwise I won't be able to. So I jump in the water. They, obviously, they made me wear a life jacket, right? Like, yeah. let's keep safe. Like, everybody wants to have a good time, so don't ruin it again, <laughs> right? So I wear the life jacket. It was small. It was hurting me, but I I, I wear I And then I... Um, Spend the whole day in there, that was fine, right? So, okay, now you got there. Now I'm going, to I'm going to show you what I identify later with that, right? So I begin to play in my mind. It's like, oh, you know what? That's, that was the temperature of the water, and when that happened, you know, my body was cold. I begin to reason and give it an excuse why that happened to me. And that settled in my mind. I, I came with the excuse. I came with, with what well, the symptom did to me, the, what caused the symptom, right? It was the temperature of the water, you know, the asthma. They like, kind of like, you know, flare up because my body wasn't warming off. And I, okay, the, so next time I'm just going to warm up in the boat before I go into some jumping jack in the boat. And I'll jump in the water, right? That would be fine, right? Yeah, that was a lie. So I I made that up because I have to, you know, with my own understanding, with my history. Every time, every five minutes before, uh, while I was doing uh, sports, which was only soccer. So every every, my first five minutes doing gym class, soccer. I mean, gym class in Brazil, soccer. So it was it was horrifying because my lungs just. It like you know, it was cold and contracted, and it was especially in the winter. Always, it was always hard until my body warm. My body then my body began to warm up, and then okay, I, I can play. But the first five minutes, sometimes I, I just I never told my my gym coach. Otherwise, she would not let me to play. But allowed me to play. But it was it was hard, you know. So asthma, you know, you are gonna grow out of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I did never did. So going back to the root, right? So we went to Georgia and there I found out why I had that. And you don't believe, right? We don't... What I'm about to tell you, right, we were like, some of you is going to get it, some of my might doubt, but I have another part of my testimony here that you're going to confirm what I'm going to tell you. So I went there, they say, all asthmatic problems, respiratory problems, you root, it is root in fear. And I was like, "Huh, ah, that, is, that is interesting. You know, so we did. I'm going to lead you guys in a prayer later, right, to take authority over there. But we did that over there. You know, they recognize. I recognized what it was. Took authority. I repent. I renounced. That was it, right? I was like, hm, huh, really?" At that moment, I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel anything left left leaving my body. Like, no, nothing. So, not long after that, I went to clean a house because I have a cleaning business. That's why I do cleaning chemicals. I said I mentioned. So, I went to clean this house, and it was a poor man. He was a hoarder. So, the first the first thing that when I opened the door, a bird came flew in, flew in out of the house. So just think what was in there, right? So we went, for me to be clean, begin to clean the house, I had to take the trash out, because was, they were wanting me to clean the floor. I was like, well, there's no floor to be clean. It was like, you know, we were like, try to you, overstep, you know, overstep things. And so I began to take boxes out and, and stuff like that. And then I went out, and my way back in, that feeling came. My lungs, I could, I could feel my lungs getting tight. This is what I thought. I was like, well, I have the inhaler in, my, in the car. I better take the inhaler now because, in to, because when it aggravates, kind of, you know, even after the, if, you let, if my body, if I allow it to aggravate, even taking the inhaler, I will still have that feeling in my chest. So I decided to turn back in and go get my inhaler. As soon as I did this, I go, that, then, and then the truth kicked in. That's not asthma. That's fear. If you do that, you're going to go back to where you just got freed from. It's fear. So, I was like, yeah, you don't, you don't have, you don't got me anymore. I turned around and I went right inside of the house. Now, I'm going to tell you, the tightness in my chest stopped immediately after that talk. Right? Now, what I learned from that day is this. When we have those thoughts, it, it literally it's a chemical imbalance in your body that releases something into your body that causes you to have that symptom, right? So that day, I still, so my, my, my chest began to get tight, right, and it stopped. But I, I worked the entire day with that still in my chest because that's real, I'm not going to tell you, no, maybe some people will leave, but in my case, it was there. So I have that that level of tightness in my chest, but guys, it didn't increase. By the end of the day, it was gone. It has been two years since I have touched and inhaled. (laughs) Right? Never again. Never again. Right? I recognized the root of that, and guys, there is a lot of things that we've been learning over the past three, four years that is rooted in there. That. that has nothing to deal with whatever they tell us what it is, you know. And I'm not against medicine. I, as I, like you know, I when I have pain, I take an Advil. Medicine, it's men to give you a bridge, not to live off of it, right? I agree 100%. If you have something right now that, you know, because men live with, live with, with pain, who wants to live with pain? If I tell you, you have excruciating pain, I'll pray for you. If that doesn't help, I'll like, hey, here's some Advil. Like, let's get, you know, let, I mean, you know, we got to get you to a place that I can work with. Maybe your pain is something, I don't know what it is, but use as a bridge. Don't get stuck there, right? And one thing that he didn't mention, right? Let me see here if I find it. I think I wrote it down. Hmm. Yes. Oh, well, no. He he said. I think he said. Right. Uh, second Timothy. I don't know how, how I'm doing time, but Ooh. second second. But i second almost done. Second, it's Second it's Timothy 7, Right? it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Fear leads to idolatry in our lives. Right? You get that? How that leads us to idolatry. Do you guys have an idea? Anybody can give me an example of why fear leads you leads you to idolatry? What kind of idolatry that fear can lead us? Right? Maybe something that we don't expect. Right? Sometimes, you know, we, fears masquerade as security. Right? But when the thing that you you rely on takes God's place, when you think, just the thing that you rely on that gives you security, just think about removing that. What that's going to leave you. What that's going to do. If you remove that from your life then you're gonna find out if it's really security or you just create an idol right so that's one thing right and 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 many others right medicine relationships all kinds of stuff that comes between you you and god if you if you think about removing and that will give you an anxiety attack or Cause you, you know, go wild and, you know, have some misbehaving. Uh, check that out because you just put that you between you and God. Right? So, fear leads us to idolatry in our lives. Right? What others say, what others say, become higher than what God says. Right? We must live by the Word of God and, and the Word of God alone, right? So, I mention all that, you know, because I wanna do it to you guys today, you know, I'm, I'm about, almost about to get it done, and I wanna leave time for ministry. I wanna leave time for you guys to come. You know, if you recognize any one of those things that I've already mentioned here, I want to, not only me, I know there is a handful of people, pastor, you know, elders in here that, that know what I'm talking about. It can lead you to freedom, you know. I understand that my, that, that's not my, my, some people live here with not feeling much different. But just imagine an onion, right? How do you peel an onion? You do not cut it in half, okay? Just peel it. How do you, it's layer by layer, Right? If some of you don't don't get the whole picture today I just I, I want at least God to remove one layer from you today yeah. just to reveal one truth for you today if that's what you got today it's just that truth I want you to live with and begin to dig 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 dig. Deep into your memories, go after the things that that you're afraid of try to to reason with and ask God why why i 'm feeling this way why I, when I stand in front of that person i 'm trembling why before I get in the train i 'm afraid you know sometimes you don 't have that memory right there with you because it 's something that happened in your childhood, but God will bring that to you and here's some some some, some testimony with with um, what 's that prayer you guys listening prayer it 's it's huge. You know, I, 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 I heard the testimonies of their, when they did that it, it impact my life. I never did exactly exactly one, but I know what it is. Because I, done, I, didn't, I have done something a little bit different, but it's the same thing. It's the same thing. And today I want to offer you that to you guys. I want to lead you in a prayer. And I want you to be set free from some stuff. Be set free from some fears. Right? So I think I, I'm, I'm about to do that, and um, what, what I want, right, it's, I have a prayer. I, read, I have a prayer that I wrote down in here, and um, I just want you guys to repeat after me, right? Let me find it here. Okay, where did I put it? Okay, so before I start, I I have a a list of fear that I recognized in my life, and I know that was impactful in my life. So I'm going to lead you guys in prayer, and I want you to repeat after me. But after I'm done with my list, I want you guys to take a minute and think about it. And recognize in your own life some fear that you've been serving. And I want you to speak it out. We're going to take responsibility, we're going to recognize, we take, we're going to take responsibility, and we're going to cast that out. You're going to leave this place free from. Amen? So I want you to guys to repeat this after me Father, God, I came to you in the name of Jesus. I recognize and take responsibility in my life and in my generations for fear. I repent and I renounce, participating with the spirit of, now repeat after me, fear of rejection. Fear of not being in control. Fear of men. Fear of change. Fear of the unknown. Fear of judgment by others. Fear of criticism by others. Worry and anxious. Fear of pain and suffering. Fear of, Fear of the dark. Fear of losing a loved one. Fear of, one. Fear of, the, past. Fear of the past. So now we're going to give you a couple of minutes so you can, you can think and speak something that comes to you so we can do that too. Alright. So So now... I'm going to take authority over there, and I'm going to command to leave. You guys don't really need to repeat, over, repeat what I'm going to say. I'm, gonna, I'm going to take authority over what he's spoken, and he's going to leave. Right? So now, I take authority over the spirit of rejection. I command you to go in Jesus' name. Fear of men. I command you to go, in Jesus' name. Fear of not being in control. I command you to go, in Jesus' name. Fear of change. Go, in Jesus' name. Fear of unknown. Go, in Jesus' name. Fear of judgment. Go, in Jesus' name. Fear of criticism by others. Go. Worry, anxious, anxious. Go. Fear of pain and suffering, go. Fear of the dark, go, in Jesus' name. Fear of losing loved ones, go. Fear of the past, I command you to go, in Jesus' name. And any unnamed spirit of fear, I take authority of you right now, and I command you to go, in Jesus' name. So now the worshipers can come. You want to say something? <laughs> <laughs> so if you pass, you want to say something, he can come. But I, I the microphone is always open to you. And, but I, um, I want to use this time to minister to you guys. You know, to impart what I learned. Right? And get you a little further in your journey for freedom. This is just the beginning, right? This is just one piece of the puzzle, right? This is just a demonstration of what, of what can you walk? And how can you walk in this earth, right? Without fear, right? So as they begin to play, they're going to play a, a wonderful song. I Play the blood. So as they, they play that. I plead the blood of the fear that once was holding you back but now you're free from. It. I plead the blood over anything that is not of God for you to be set free from. I plead the blood of our children over our schools, over our fathers and mothers, and over everything. In Jesus' name.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.